You're a swimmer, a cyclist, a runner. You're a triathlete. You're a conqueror of the multi-sport mentality. You seek greatness in your everyday life. But as an age grouper, your forte is the physical fitness that you strive for. Endurance is your middle name. You're listening to the Age Grouper for Life podcast, the ultimate source for living the triathlon lifestyle. Colin and Elliot will discuss the most optimal training techniques to get you where you want to be mentally and physically so you're ready to bring it. You can do it. Ready to bring it? Welcoming your host, Peak Triathlon and USAT certified coaches, Colin Cook and Elliot Kawaoka. Hello everybody, this is Colin Cook with... Hey guys, it's Elliot. And this is episode 27 of the Age Grouper for Life podcast, where I'm going to be the interviewed uh, for the second time in a row here. And supposedly you are going to be retired next year. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to talk about our our off... uh, off episode conversation, okay. Elliot. But, Sorry. Uh, let's just uh, let's just talk about this year and the now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but yes, I did uh, complete an Ironman. Another one, number fourteen. Number fourteen is in the books. And was so it just Iron, as special Iron as the, was it just as special as the first one that you did? Uh, I'd be lying to you if I said yes. <laughs> Even though it was uh, time-wise, it was a personal best. It was definitely a challenging day for me. Um, so, yeah. Um, but uh, so I did have uh, a couple of my clients, uh, and I did go out and do Ironman Santa Rosa um, last weekend, and uh, yeah, uh, did did go pretty well but definitely i had my my mental struggles during it so um but uh we got out there we flew out wednesday um and part of my uh, i will say i didn't really have i guess i'd never really relaxed much these days but uh (laughs) i did uh i was part of the ironman u uh certified coaching um group i guess you could call it for this race so like uh, we flew in first thing uh, Wednesday morning and uh, drove out to Santa Rosa. And it's still amazing, I guess it's just California for you. But uh, even at like 11 o'clock in the afternoon or morning, it was still uh, traffic to get out of San Francisco, and um, took us a little longer than we thought to get to to Santa Rosa, which technically is only about 45 minutes to an hour away. But uh, I think it took us like an hour and a half or something like that. But oh my gosh. Uh, but I had to, to man the booth at the Ironman um, at the expo for uh, Wednesday and Thursday for like four hours each day. And uh, so didn't even get to get to my our Airbnb before I had to go get dropped off down there and work for for four hours, um, which is fun. <laughs> don't get me wrong. It was, it was a little bit quiet the first day, but uh, Thursday was a lot of fun and helped out with the, the first timer um, specific meeting that they had. And uh met a lot of really nice people that were super excited to do their first race. Um, but it just didn't leave much time for me to really relax or uh, kind of 
get myself wasn't really till Friday morning that I was able to to chill a little bit. Do you even know how to relax? <laughs> I'm working on it, and uh, someday I will relax. <laughs> I think the best thing for you is to get your boots, and it just forces you to sit down and not really do anything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I get I get time like that. It just usually means there's a computer in front of me and I'm working on it. Yeah. But uh, all good. Well, and I see, and you updated training plans. I saw that when you're in Santa Rosa. I did. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of the sad part, though. It's like even I was really oh, not to get ahead of ourselves. Tired after the race, and I kind of stressed out because I had to get back and get some training plans done and got up at like three in the morning the next morning so that i could get some training plans done um <laughs> before heading home so um but uh so for your pre your pre-race routine you wouldn't recommend doing what you did to anyone <laughs> um it could be worse right i mean i was uh for the most part i was sitting at a chair at the iron man booth and uh um you know was relatively unstressful and just kind of hanging out and answering relatively basic questions so it wasn't it wasn't too bad but uh yes i would definitely highly recommend actually i take that back i did um on thursday i did make time and i did float even out there um i went to a place in santa rosa and floated um so uh i did did get some extra recovery which was really needed because actually uh, those couple days leading up to the race, I kind of had a scratchy throat, and uh, I think it could have went in the other direction if I didn't finally get a, a little bit of relaxation. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, it's always fun to check out other uh, other wellness centers and uh, flow places and things, so uh, that was cool. So you got there on Wednesday, and you worked Wednesday and Thursday, and the race was on Saturday, right? Yeah, it is a Saturday race, okay. right, yeah. So, so how was uh, how uh, was the weather leading up to it? I mean, was it was it a nice day on race day? Race day was beautiful. It was actually phenomenal racing conditions. Um, leading up to it, though, it was uh, it was really cold, uh, or relatively speaking, it was cold. Um, you know, pretty much had pants and uh, a sweatshirt. Like even we had these Ironman use hood or uh, polos we were supposed to wear at the booth, and it was just too cold to only be in that. And I had to have a sweatshirt on. Um, so uh it was it was chillier than expected um it did rain a little bit um a couple of days but uh on race day it was it was phenomenal nice and um no mechanicals leading up to the race i know you're always your power meter craps out usually or something something goes wrong my, my power meter worked um let's see Oh, well, um, I did actually have, uh, went to fill up my front tire, uh, the morning of the race and, uh, it popped. <laughs> of course. Um, so, so I didn't have, uh, I didn't have my latex tube in the front. Um, but fortunately I got there nice and early and, uh, the mechanic, uh, was able to get me a, a new tube really quick and, um, for something like that. That's the first time I've ever had that happen to me. Um, it was, uh relatively painless yeah i've had I've stress had, i've had issues with those latex tubes sometimes i mean it's so i i feel like it's a lot easier to pinch them or, or not install them correctly and then you get a pinch and it just kind of pops immediately when you pump it up yeah i think it may have had to do with like i used the pump that they had at the race and that was a little bit different than mine and i'm not sure if i just like didn't get it on there right and that's what caused it or what but um 
either way, uh, yeah, that happened. But uh, actually, before that, for people that are interested in doing Ironman Santa Rosa, um, so it is a two transition race. Uh, so you know you you have to you're supposed to drop your bike off up at the Lake Sonoma um, on Friday, which is you know a good 45 minutes from with no traffic from from uh, Santa Rosa. So um, but we did use tri bike transport. And they have a valet service that you can use just for, you know, you, you bring your bike to um, Santa Rosa to the expo uh, Friday morning, and uh, they will run it up to you uh, to the lake for 40 bucks. Um, and uh, I hear there's also, there's just always traffic in California, but uh, um, it's it's kind of wine country as well, and the, 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 it can be a lot of traffic so some people end up spending you know two three hours at least in their car just to drop off their uh, their bikes so um very happy that i made the decision to uh to use the valet service from from tri bike transport and that's the first time i've ever used tri bike transport in any manner yep they have, they do a good job i use them for uh hawaii and they they do a very good job you can really depend yeah. on them it's convenient, and then even for that, for the the valets, you don't have to take your pedals off or anything. Um, it's literally just drop it off, and it's exactly where you left and it. And I think Unless, don't they offer that service where after the race you just they they'll go and get your bike for you, so you don't even have to really deal with your bike at the end of. Correct. Yeah, yeah, I think they do nice. that too. But, I, but maybe I should blame them that my tire pops. That's that's what <laughs> happened. <laughs> uh, so logistically, that, I mean. If I, if I were going to do this race next year, I mean, logistically, is it tough to just get around before the race? Um, so overall, the, in Santa Rosa, it's actually really good. I really liked it a lot. Um, we stayed in an Airbnb uh, in the next town over, um, but uh, which was cool. It was it was you know very quiet and um was pretty relaxing um but like in santa rosa there's you know they blocked up some parking around the the expo area but uh there was a parking garage really close and other you know public parking and things so like there was never any challenges like even with iron man arizona right it's always like kind of a pain in the ass to get your bike dropped off yeah. there right yeah. um and anytime you want to go to the expo it's kind of a hassle um and uh, that wasn't the case for this race, uh, even though it's right in the center of town. Uh, we didn't have any troubles really finding parking or, you know, getting close to the venue. So that was cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, race morning, um, they do have shuttles that uh, you can leave um, from Santa Rosa to take you up to Lake Sonoma. Um, so we were on the 4.15 a.m. shuttle. So we were up around 3, which is a little bit earlier than normal but this race actually started at 6:40 as opposed to 7 so um we were going to be up around that time anyways and instead of just hanging around trying to digest we were in the car or uh in the uh in the the bus they did do use school buses i was kind of hoping they were going to use coach buses so that you could hit the porta potty of the bathroom there but uh um fortunately there were no accidents that i was aware of on the uh heading up to the uh to the transition uh, but did meet a couple really nice people on there, and uh, it was uh, it was nice. Nice. So are you ready to talk about your swim? I'm ready. So I guess uh, it's certainly worth noting that uh, I was 
uh, pretty nervous for the swim and, and really, I always want to get through the swim, but, uh, really want to get through the swim for this race because, uh, I did fall actually running out on a trail, um, what, three or four weeks before the race. Yeah. And, uh, I banged up my chest pretty good. Um, at one point I actually went and got x-rays to make sure I didn't have any broken ribs. Um, and they all came back negative, but my intercostal muscles were really sore and, um, I did not swim much leading up to the race, um, just physically wasn't able to, um, and uh, definitely, obviously, the recovery services, I think, had a lot of, lot to do with it, and uh, getting uh, getting into those was, was helpful, um, and massage was, was key to it, um, but uh, yeah, when I did finally uh, get into the water for the race, um, it felt pretty good, and uh, I'm very happy it was a wetsuit legal swim which it typically is for that race, but um, I think that helped me in particular after not swimming as much. And um, and it ended up, ironically, I felt a little bit more discomfort probably overall in the swim in my left kind of pec area of my shoulder than I did on my right side, which was the bad side. So uh, um, I couldn't have been couldn't have been much happier with that. Um, but as far as the, the race goes itself, um, so I was hanging out with, with Lucas and, and Hans are my two buddies that I was out there with. And, uh, Lucas is, uh, a very strong swimmer. So he was in the, the front row, but I was really probably, I think I was in the third row maybe, but, uh, they did, it was a time trial start and they kind of had these, uh, five different lanes that you could go through and it was pretty much gun went off and I was in pretty quickly after that. So, um, got off to a pretty good start really relatively low congestion i mean there was certainly a little bit of contact but uh wasn't really bad at all it was kind of a mm, close to a, a reverse rectangle um or a clockwise rec a rectangle i should say um so going out to the first buoy ended up being um a little bit congested but other than that it was it's a beautiful lake the temperature i think was like 66 or 67 it was just perfect perfect temperature and um the first lap was was really uneventful um you know i kept just kind of waiting for my shoulder my arm to kind of kick in a little bit but uh it was fine and uh um, it really wasn't until the, the second lap, because it is a, a two-loop swim, that uh, the congestion really started up. And now, do you get out of the do you get out of the water for this, or is it just a? There is another, a turnaround right okay. there. Yes. So there is a timing um, yep. map. Right. Okay. So, um, so when you come through and, and like literally within like twenty yards, maybe forty yards of the of starting the second lap, I was already running into people on their first lap. Ugh. And so um, it wasn't too bad, I guess. You get used to that and just navigating through, and um, you know, I think it's to I think it's the worst though when you're actually when you're sticking to a pack or sticking to the same guy because after a while you're kind of like, all right, your your speeds are kind of determined after I don't know fifteen hundred, and you're kind of like swimming with the same people the rest of the way, and then when you run into congestion, it's just you lose people and you're just definitely. To, yeah, definitely. You know, you're you're definitely on your own more and, yeah. and not trying to to focus on what anybody else is doing. Um, I did I did end up on a, a pair of feet a couple times uh, on that first lap, but yeah, there was almost none of that on the second lap. Um, I didn't go back and look and compare my first lap versus my second lap, but uh, I think they were relatively similar. But uh, I should go check that out sometime. But uh, 
Do you want to tell everyone your first sub 60 so, minute swim? No, geez, I don't even have the results up here, do I? Uh, but yes, I swam 59, 30 something. Um, so uh, finally broke one hour on the swim. Nice. Yeah, so that was, uh, especially again with the, the question marks on the swim going into it, uh, really wasn't sure what uh, what was going to happen there. So um, to, to come out of the water and uh, and see under an hour, I was I was pretty ecstatic. For so, sure. I mean, before, before your trail running accident, I mean, did you do anything differently with your swim training versus other races? Or, I mean, can you explain why? You PR'd at this race? Yeah, uh, I don't have a good explanation for that, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, you know, I feel like I really hadn't gotten into, because it was such an early season race and still kind of focusing on Kona, um, I didn't do like a bunch, a bunch of sighting and, and more specific, you know, race prep stuff that I would typically do for later season races. Um, so, uh, I can't. I can't give you an honest answer. A good reason why uh, why that happened. Um, perhaps the the course being a touch short, or you know something with the yardage or the other ones, you know, not being long or anything like that, um, is probably my best guess. But uh, um, overall, been been you know prior to that was feeling pretty good in the pool, um, and uh, it, it just worked out this time. I guess is <laughs> my honest no, answer. No, I mean that's that's what people. People ask me the same question, and I'm like, I think I swim the best when you just don't really think about it that much. Like, you got to be in good swim shape and feel good in the water, feel good in the pool while you're swimming. But, I mean, when you know you're in good swim shape, just don't think about it and just swim. Yeah. And I, I, you know, one thing one thing I may have done differently is, you know, because of the chest injury, I, I didn't really push that hard especially on the first lap i was kind of trying to stay a little bit more relaxed you know obviously was focused on my technique and making sure that i was you know in proper form but uh i probably didn't push at the start as much as i have in the in previous races and uh maybe that led to you know not slowing down um at all towards the end or minimizing that slowdown um compared to other races so um that that could be uh could be what it was i don't know um but yeah there's something to that well good job that's the only yeah. thing that i had you on and uh you did that so. <laughs> well we'll see we'll see what happens in hawaii here um <laughs> you know i still uh, definitely think i i uh, get a good advantage from the wetsuit but uh especially now that it's even more kona focused now uh, i'm gonna be trying to spend as little time in the wetsuit as possible well i gotta get back there to swim that new course because I think you have the you have uh, the better time over there too. Do I really? Yeah. Oh wow! All right, we're gonna have to get you back there to yeah. change that then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then, yeah. So I, you know, took a quick peek at the watch under an hour. Was was happy, but uh, I'll tell you, the uh, the T one is pretty challenging. Uh, it's quite a nice little hill you got to run up to get up to T one. Um, I wasn't, uh, I had a couple of people mention to me that there was a nice little hill, but, uh, it's legit. And, you know, with our heart rates already being pretty high from the switch from being vertical to horizontal, um, you know, from being in the water to running, it definitely, uh, hit me and the, the heart rate got elevated pretty good as I climbed up. I, I did pass, um, you know, a decent amount of people. Um, it looks like, yeah, I was 59th 
out of the water, 74th, uh, 59th male, excuse me, 74th overall out of the water. So I think there was, uh, at that point, you know, um, a decent amount of people in front of me that I did pass on the run. Um, but, uh, uh up to, uh, up to transition there, if I can talk here. And, um, uh, but yeah, I was, uh, pretty happy once I got up into there and, um, I did put, uh, compression socks on full compression socks that do take a little bit longer to get on and i actually managed to get arm sleeves onto my arms nice. um, for this race i didn't uh struggle with them and then just pass on them like i did in louisville in october um which was probably could have got away with it i would have been all right uh for this race but uh i did wear arm warmers to start the the uh the ride um but uh but yeah, um, relatively uneventful T1, but for those that are interested in that race, uh, definitely be ready for uh, a pretty legit climb and, uh, and and the heart rate elevating uh, as you head into T1. So is T1 the hardest part of the race? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it wasn't too bad, but uh, it, was more, it was definitely more climbing than I expected. No. So uh, then we uh, we headed out on the bike, and I guess I, I will say and this is probably a good time to mention that you know th- this was this was a, a kind of a strange race for me and a mindset for me, um, you know, with already having a Kona slot, it's 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 difficult sometimes to to be super motivated and um, you know the chest injury had a few excuses going on and um, so really my goal and and I guess definitely prior to the to the chest and after swimming under an hour i don't think it had any effect on me really but um i my goal was to to, to go under nine hours that was really kind of it's been a lifelong goal of mine to go sub nine and i felt like this was as good an opportunity as i'm going to have as any um to be able to do that um so when i got out on the bike you know it's really my goal was to be at around bike you know 450 ish was was where i wanted to be so um the course does start you got to kind of climb out of the transition area and it's it's got a few um legit rollers as you're heading out it does have a pretty deep uh descent that you you get down so i think overall you net you know uh lose elevation overall as you, you head out so it's a little bit faster than if you were to had to head back in there later on but the way the course works is you kind of head out of the swim and then you do this kind of two loop circle and then you cut back off and and head back to uh to santa rosa for for t2 um so as i got out there i was kind of trying to find some people to ride with and uh i actually ended up riding almost the entire day with uh a gentleman named eric her i believe is how you say his last name and uh or har excuse me h-a-r-r and um eric is is 49 but he's aged up so he's actually in the 50 to 54 uh, he's a former pro that I found out afterwards, but uh, um, this dude's a beast. Uh, he did 901 a couple of years ago in Hawaii, um, and uh, so he seemed very laid back and and chill. So uh, you know, I kind of as we were going back and forth, I was asking him, you know, what, what kind of you know bike time you're looking for, and um, he had done the race before, and um, so I kind of just getting little tidbits from him and and chatting as we could. Um, while still keeping it legit and whatnot. Um, so we went back and forth for a while, um, primarily actually with him kind of chilling behind me. Um, but then at one point, um, probably 
25, 30 miles in, we, we came to this turn, and so there was some, um, some cones out on the road, and um, he was out in front of me, and he, uh, he actually hit one of the cones, and then it bounced out and rolled like right in front of me, so I ended up hitting the cone. And uh, he like slowed down. He was like, "Oh my God, are you okay? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry." And I was just like, "It's all good, man. You know, I stayed up. Uh, don't worry about it. No big deal." And uh, he was extremely appreciative of that after we talked about it after the race. And he's like, "I thought you were gonna, you know, rip me a new asshole and, and be, <laughs> you know, yelling at me." And um, you know, it was, uh, you know, to me again. I mean, like, it definitely when the cone came up to me, it was it was a oh shit moment for sure. <laughs> Um, but fortunately I just kind of bounced over it and, uh, was able to keep going. Um, but, uh, <laughs> that was, that was an interesting point in the point in the course and, uh, glad that that worked out the way it did. Um, but you know, I knew, and, and a lot of people talked about how the roads were in poor quality, um, <clears throat> heading into the, the race and you know, every year they say they're going to repave the roads and, uh, um, I uh, was hoping they were, but uh, they did not. And um, there's just some really slow sections um, on the course that, you know, really shouldn't be. You know, if they had higher quality road, I think that uh, it would have definitely, it, it would be a, a faster course so for is sure. It, is it chip sealed or is it uh, just bumpy? It's just bumpy. It's just, yeah, there's just like sections where like even when you have, you know, they actually, the course is open. Um, so there was some cars that passed, but, um, you know, it was, there was very few, but even using like the whole road, there was just points where you just, and just bounce around a lot of water bottles on the side of the road. At one point I saw two like identical water bottles, like maybe 20 or 30 feet from each other. I felt really bad for that person because oh. <laughs> yeah. sounds like they lost, uh, lost things. Um, so is Lucas, that the whole bike course is open? They don't, I mean, they have to a close couple, some of the roads. Yeah, there's a couple small sections where they closed on the road, and like okay. one point um, on that two loop, they had a part where we like rode in the middle of the road, and then they had cones, you know, um, on each side so the traffic could each go on each way. Um, but yeah, it was it was relatively open, and um, but again, it, it really it, there. I, I was fortunate enough there really wasn't any points where uh, I was having problem with cars, you know, or being held back or. Um, putting myself in a place to do something stupid to, to, uh, have to avoid a car or whatever. Yeah. So, um, so that really wasn't, wasn't a factor to me. Um, and it was, it was, it's definitely a rolling course. I think my bike computer ended up with like 44, 4,500 feet of elevation. Um, there's really like one quote unquote climb that, uh, slows you down a little bit, but really wasn't that bad. Um, and compared to a lot of other courses I've done, um, it wasn't, you know, from a hilliness perspective, wasn't too bad. Um, you know, and there was some, definitely some fun sections. There was a few sections that the road was, you know, high quality and, uh, you got to kind of weave down some, some downhills and stuff and, uh, was fun. Um, but I did, you know, knowing that, uh, I wanted to, to kind of go sub nine and have that time goal in mind. Um, I did push a little bit more than I should have at the beginning. So it looks like, according to my power file here, like my normalized power. So I was, my game plan was to be in like the 240 to 250 um, power range for the for the race, and uh, I was up at around like normalized. I think it was 255, 260 for the first um, first 30, 40 miles or so. Jeez, so, and that's not like you. I 
I was telling Becca that the other day, my wife, that the other day is that you, you are the king of following game plans and you will stick to your plan. But I mean, you had a goal of this race and like you said, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, again, with, with nothing to lose here, if you will, it was kind of like, all right, you know, I'll give it a go here. Yeah. Um, and I still ended up, looks like according to my data file here, my normalized power was 249 for the race and my um, average actual power was 243 so it was a little bit high there but not crazy uh, but I did definitely fade at the end but I think I, I put myself into a dark place pretty early in this race and by literally mile 40 I was like starting to count the miles I mean and do you think that was just because you're riding five to ten watts higher five watts higher than what you well, I think it was more the fact that I was like, shit, you know, I, like at some points I was looking at and expecting like a 515 or so bike split. That's kind of like what my average was. And I was just like, oh, you know, that's, uh, I know it's all relative for people and so forth, but uh, I knew that that wasn't going to get me in a place where I could, could go sub nine, um, that I need to be really at least under um five hours but really more in that sub 450 range or whatnot so um so yeah so it was just kind of demoralizing a little bit and uh um i just uh i was I, I, like i was tired but i i wasn't i was still functioning keeping my power up but i just was was in a dark place like i said just not super motivated and uh, I still managed. I can't really explain, I guess, why I kept kind of going and whatnot and, and was able to still keep things going in a decent fashion. But uh, it was it was a mental struggle, really, pretty much the entire rest of the day from like, you know, probably the last six hours of the race were were kind of mentally tough and, and different than I think I've ever experienced in any other Ironman events. You know, normally, especially on the bike, at least for the at least the first half but usually at least three-fourths i'm you know really enjoying it and having fun and you know trying to work with other people you know whatever talking to other people as i'm passing them and things and uh uh there wasn't a whole lot of that in this one <laughs> so uh but variable variability index still ended up at 1.02 so you know pretty darn consistent yeah. and um you know it was uh it was it was cool. I, I did end up, the, so Eric and I got caught by a couple other guys, and there was probably like six or seven of us going back and forth for probably mm, 10, 15 miles kind of in the middle of the course, and then those guys ended up kind of breaking away, and then this other foreign dude ended up that was kind of chilling right behind Eric and I ended up getting a penalty, um, which was kind of nice to see. Um, but... Um, but yeah, that's that's really the the bike course. It, it's beautiful. There was some amazing views. Definitely, all up in wine country, and um, you know that that was that was neat. Uh, but uh, for some reason, I just got too caught up in in time and uh, and wasn't where I wanted to be, and 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 was mentally just just pushing pretty hard. To, well, and to that's be a hard thing. Going. And I mean, you've done this is your this was your fourteenth Ironman, and. I don't know. Shooting for time is one thing, and then shooting for, I mean, actually racing is another thing. I mean, you've done hard races where you've might have performed where you thought you performed a lot better than this race, even though you went faster at this race. But 
I mean, yeah. I just I yeah. feel a lot, a lot of people, and I'm not bashing you at all, but mm-hmm. you can't get too wrapped up on time sometimes because oh totally. I mean, you can't. hundred percent. Okay. You know, I tell tell my clients that all the time, and I mean, you know. How can you, you know, the wind conditions are a huge factor. Obviously, the the terrain. And, well, and it's, and so it's all on the bike you know. too. I mean, the the swim is predictable. The run. Yeah. You look at the prof, the profile, and you can you can predict your your run time pretty, pretty darn well. close, yeah. right? Yep. Exactly. But the I mean, take Hawaii for example. If it's a calm year, it's going to be fast bike. But if it's windy, I mean, you've done that course enough times where you know, like, all right, this is going to be a rough year because of the bike, and it's going to be another probably half an hour longer than it was the year before so i mean exactly okay no totally so you know that's that's definitely a takeaway there i mean i guess i'll I'll give my credit to to keeping going there were certainly times where i was asking myself kind of why am i doing this you know whatnot and um you know so that that's really where i got to and i was at a very interesting spot when i got off the bike so i ended up with a just under 505 bike split you know which is you know pretty respectable. I was happy that, I mean, again, yeah. it's not a flat course, um, but it still just, you know, didn't put me into that, that window of where sub nine was realistic. So hey, if you want to go sub nine, you do Arizona or Florida. <laughs> yeah. Or, Mar- <laughs> or Maryland. For or sure. Maryland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was on the first part of the run was very interesting. Like, so I kind of went out and I actually went out a little bit hot. I think my first mile was like, uh, let me get it up here, but like 634. Um, <laughs> so it was, a, but really wasn't much faster than, um, or slower, excuse me, than faster than I wanted to go. Um, yep, 634 for the first one. But uh, I, I did um pee a few times on the bike, but I really didn't get any kind of good full releases, if you will. Um, so I got to that point, I'll share this lovely story as I told you right after the race, but, uh, so I got to the first aid station that was just after a mile and I could tell that I just had to take a leak and there wasn't any aid station. I mean, uh, any porta potties right there. So I literally just stopped, kind of like put my hand on one of the posts that, um, you know, the, the little tents they had. And I just stood there and just pissed for a good 10 to 15 seconds. And, uh, so, you know, there wasn't many people out on the course at that point, you know, these volunteers are all excited and they're like, are you okay? You're okay. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just taking a piss. <laughs> and, uh, certainly got a very mortified look from, uh, one of the women. And then, you know, they start looking down and seeing the pee drifting down my leg. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, it was actually, it was a, it was a really good move. I definitely needed to get that out. And, uh, I did feel a little bit better. And then, uh, I started catching up to a few people um, as uh, right after that, um, and uh, was telling them the story of that they get a good chuckle out of that. <laughs> um, but you know, I was just kind of running, like I was like, "All right, whatever." Like I really kind of felt like I was in just the shuffle mode, if you will, kind of from the get go. And well, people would love I, to shuffle at a seven-minute mile. <laughs> yes, I know, I know. But you know what? That's what I tell people. It's like in Ironman racing, you don't, you don't really go that fast. You just you have to maintain your speed, and you're gonna have a good time. And a lot of exactly, I mean, how many people can maintain uh, a somewhat slow training pace that they're normally able to hit in every single training run? I mean, how many people can hold that pace throughout an entire Ironman marathon? It's just it's shocking to me how many people just start walking. <laughs> 
totally die exactly and that's where you know so i was kind of right with that um but i really like i still at that point like wasn't sure what i want to do like if i really even wanted to fin- you know obviously i wanted to finish this race but like if i really wanted to put in the work and dig to to do anything and and put in a good time there was literally like a, a point and i was like I've never really walked on an Ironman course. Like maybe I should do that so I can experience what, you know, some of my clients that have rough days, you know, end up going through or something like that. Like literally that was going through my mind at points. Um, but, uh, I just kept going. And, um, at one point, uh, let me see if I can get his name up. Uh, I ended up catching up to a guy that was, um, he was actually in the 40 to 44 age group. Um, but, uh, we uh, apparently had been on the podium together at uh, Puerto Rico 70.3 a couple of years ago. So, like, I was just talking to anybody. But uh, as soon as he saw me, he was like, oh, hey, Colin, how you doing? You know, and he, he reminded me that we had been on the podium together. And uh, so I was like, cool, you know. And I was like, well, do you mind if I run with you? And he was like, yeah, sure. And so we kind of chatted back and forth. He had a couple kids. And uh, we did a couple miles together probably or whatnot. And then he looked down, and he was like, Jeez, this, this pace is too fast for me. i got to back <laughs> off, man. And so I was like, all right. You know, and, like, um, I just decided to kind of keep going there. And um, the run course is pretty interesting where um, it's three loops, which is kind of a lot. And yeah. I knew there was going to be some gravel on the, the run, but I would say it's, it's at least two-thirds, probably um, more like three-fourths of the run is out on gravel. Um, and it's kind of, um, gradually inclined to a decline, but it, you like, you cross over, it's not even like a figure eight. It's more than that where you zigzag kind of back and forth. And so it's just a really strange kind of course. And, uh, so is it, um, is it normally a, is that normally a walking path or a running path that exactly? Okay. Yeah. It's a rail, you know, or I guess I shouldn't be say it's a rail trail cause there is a, uh, I, I think it's a river or something that runs through the middle of it. Um, so yeah, there's paths on both sides. So, um, and then they added in one little out and back, I think just to get a little bit more distance that's still on dirt and gravel, um, before you jump back on the path there. Um, so there was, you know, pretty decent support at the aid station and so forth, but like you're really only running in town for like maybe a mile of each lap, um, you know, pretty minimal. Um, but um, and the, the three loops is tough, I think. You know, you certainly you have experience with yeah, that what with do Arizona. Yeah, what do you think about that? Like, when you're on the third loop and you're kind of like, I don't know, you're starting to get really tired and you're just kind of running into people by then. I mean, that... So, it it wasn't as bad as I thought. Even, like, actually, when I, I saw a couple of videos of the run course prior to the race, and I was like, wow, that is narrow. Um, and there was one part that, like, it, it really was like you couldn't even really pass somebody. It was it was single uh, traffic, just one way traffic, um, but it was like really tight, like single person um, for for a short period of time just before you got back into town. But um, it was pretty tight. But there was a few points where you were um, most of the traffic was one way, but there was a few crisscrossing over, and it was it was unique for sure. And um, overall, I wasn't a, a huge fan of that course. I mean, it was. It was very flat, um, you know, really no complaints there. Um, but uh, it was, it was, I, I've, I've run on better courses, I'll put it that way. Um, but, uh, you know, I just kind of kept Arizona, going. Was, is an Arizona course better than this course? 
I think Run I actually course. like Arizona better than that one. Oh gosh. Uh, okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. They're they're comparable, I guess. I guess you know this does have um, covering. There's you're you're kind of underneath and shaded for a lot of it, which I guess is nice. But at the same time, it kind of mitigates your views and so forth. So um, it was uh, it was one to get through, I guess. I'll put it that way. But you know, I, I do think I ended up. It was possibly an even split, um, but I think I may have ended up negative splitting the run. Um, where finally, by the second, uh, the and uh, fortunately, uh, Lucas Pizzetta, my client, uh, who took third overall and went eight fifty nine, so broke nine hours like I wanted to. Um, he uh, took third overall. Uh, his girlfriend was there with us, and so she was giving me some splits and uh, or not some splits, but some uh, rankings. Um, as I got through the first lap and then um, at a couple points on the second lap. So uh, I knew I was in, moved up, I th- what was I, in 10th or 11th? Yeah, I, off, think you were, I think it was a 10th off yeah, the bike. Yeah, you were 10th right? off the bike. 10th off the bike. And then I was down into 5th by, I think, the second lap. And then heading into the, thir- the, um, the final lap, I think I was already into 3rd. But uh, I, did, I did catch a few more people in the overalls, I think. Um, but that was, you know, I did, I definitely pushed myself on the last lap, probably the last half of the race. I did finally push myself and I said, all right, you know, let's go for this. And I actually, I, I was off by about five minutes. I thought I had calculated that, uh, I was on pace to go under nine ten, and then I got like two miles away and I was like, oh, that ain't happening. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, I still, still kept pushing. Um, and I did definitely dig deep. Um, and, uh, and finished pretty strong there, so I was uh, I was happy with that, um, and I ended up with a uh, according to the the records here a three oh three thirty four marathon, um, which uh, is not my best, but considering how I felt and whatnot, uh, and the gravel too, I think it, you know it does well. It's good for your legs. Um, it definitely does slow you down a little bit. I think so. Uh, was was pretty happy with that. Most age groupers would die to run that kind of time, Colin. I know, I know. Yeah, so, you know, as I hear, as I'm here belly aching and complaining <laughs> about my, you know, 9.15 PR. I just didn't want to be out there. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. But I like to keep it real, you yeah. know, and uh, that's that's honestly how I was feeling. And Well, no, and uh, you've, I mean, like I said, you've done so many of these, and I'm kind of the same way. It's like, and I questioned you about it, I mean, you already have your ticket to Hawaii, and you have to have a reason to race the, especially totally. Ironman, because, I mean, it's crazy to me people can race more than three Ironmans a year because it just, for me, it's just so mentally taxating, actually both mentally and physically. Like I just I can't rebound and kind of hype myself up, race after race. I mean, I've tried doing those. The back-to-back there's, Ironmans, and it just does not go well for me. Yep. There's only so many times you can go to the well, for sure. Yeah. Right? And in, in time, you know, related to one another, how close they are one another is a big factor, I think, there. Um, but, you know, I I guess I give myself a lot of credit. I'm proud that, uh, and I think, ultimately, it was my family and my clients and and. Northeast Multisport and and the all the people that are kind of um, are watching me and whatnot. It's almost uh, you know 
not wanting to let them down, I think that oh, uh, that kind of ended up being my motivation to keep going. Yeah, for sure. You know, you, you sacrifice so much, and uh, um, you make it worthwhile. And you know, I'm definitely thrilled. Like, you know, and it's your last year of racing. This is this. <laughs> we'll see. You know, uh, I didn't say it was my last year of racing, Elliot. I said that this is probably my last year of Ironman racing for some time. Okay. Okay. Um, so but, you're just uh, trying to get them all out of the way this year. That's what your plan is. But it was a plan to have a big year and go out with a bang here. So um, that's a pretty good start. Yep. So yeah, I'd say so. Um, but yeah, and then after the race, I like, I was just absolutely trashed. Um, I don't know if it was from pushing a little bit too much on the bike. Um, you know, I still obviously ran hard, especially at the end. But like. I literally, we, there was like this, the Ironman stage wasn't far from the finish line, and I met up with that guy, Eric, and we were chatting for a long time, but like, I just laid there for like an hour, and like, I, Lucas like, was like carrying me, like I could, I really like, couldn't even walk after the race, um, even like over an hour after it, um, like Hans went to finish, he had a great day, um, and I couldn't even make it over the finish line to watch him finish, um, so it was interesting, because I never really experienced that before, I mean, I have, and I've hurt a lot after races, but it was seemed like a, a little bit deeper of fatigue uh, this year than uh, or this race than than I have at other races. So um, even though I may not have been pushing as much early in the run, uh, I definitely taxed that body for sure. Well, that's how I feel after every single one of every single Ironman I do. So yeah, no, I know. I mean, again, I always feel awful but uh like it was like legs almost like buckling like walk. all the time right. like yeah it was it was ugly um felt and then you know i didn't get much sleep the the night of the race and then i took a red eye home um the next night so i think i only got like five or six hours of sleep total um over those two nights and was obviously a bit tired from the race so uh not the best combo, but um, this past week has been really good and, and caught up some sleep and took it super easy. Um, so, uh, yeah, Iron Man Santa Rosa is in the books. So I ended up, sorry, yeah, I ended up third in my age group. There ended up being four slots in my age group, so my slot rolled down, and uh, the fifth place guy ended up getting a slot, which I think was pretty happy. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then Lucas uh, took second in his age group, third overall, uh, and so he punched his ticket to Hawaii, um, which was great. Um, so it was uh, it was a good day. And Hans, uh, Hans, like I said, he PR'd and uh, didn't quite ranking wise end up where he wanted to be. But there was a tough field at this race, um, and yeah, uh, I definitely mean, for, some really fast times for Lucas. Uh, I mean, Lucas still pretty much dominated the field, but I mean. He wasn't first out of the water in his age group. I mean, that's yeah. This guy, that's pretty ridiculous. Um, this guy Jan that that won there uh, um, had a heck of a day. He must have been. I think he went to Stanford and swam there, but swam forty nine minutes. Uh, but I think yeah, there was there somebody else that swam forty. I don't know. There was some really fast swimmers there and some great great athletes. But um, Jan there, he he biked a four forty. I don't know how he did that. Um, and then, you know, 312 on the bike, I mean, on the run, excuse me, but, uh, he held on and, uh, uh, did 851 to win. So, 
um, which those times, so I think the the winner last year did like 840 or 842, um, and there was like seven or eight guys that went sub nine last year, um, where only three went sub nine this year. So, so I'm wondering if it was maybe a tougher. little bit slower this year, yeah. but, um, well, but, still, uh, great job to all you guys. I mean, that sounds like you yeah. guys, uh, battled out there. It was. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, proud of the guys for sure. And, um, um, I'm glad I did the race and, uh, especially now a week after where, uh, things have settled down. It's, uh, uh, I'm glad I did that one, and uh, the the hard training over the winter did pay off, and uh, it's exciting to see what will uh, will happen the rest of the year here. I'm interested to see how many other Ironmans you do this, how many other races you decide to do besides Hawaii this year. Time will tell. But somebody <laughs> somebody else is up next. Well, hey, I, I called you. Victoria. I called you. Uh, actually, no, that was, it was right after the race. I called you. You called me, and you're like. I don't think I'm doing any any other Ironmans this year. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But it that always changes. It does over time. It always does. Yeah. Absolutely. So, but you got uh, uh, Victoria seventy point three coming yeah. up, right? It's kind of nice racing in a new area because yeah, I've never done this course and yeah, it's in a couple weeks, so we're getting excited to race because the weather's finally getting nice here and we can finally start swimming in our lake and riding outside so we're uh looking forward to the summer here awesome yeah should be beautiful and uh we look forward to hearing more about that yep that can be the next podcast you can interview me finally get me off the hot seat here huh <laughs> uh, uh, uh. cool um all right. Well, uh, yeah, thank you very much, everybody, for listening here. Appreciate it. Let us know if you have any questions or any uh, anything you'd like us to discuss here. But uh, this is Colin signing off with Elliot here. Thanks for listening, everyone. All right, everybody, take care. We'll talk to you soon.